0: live from London is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jason Bernard. He's a podcast host like me, but bigger and better. And he's also uh, known as the Brand serve guy, a digital marketing consultant, and a lot of other things. An author. I have no words to actually describe what he is, so we'll ask him. Welcome to the show, uh, Jason. And the first question is, who is Jason Bernard? Let's start from there.
1: Right. Thank you so much Ajay, for the uh, introduction. Like everybody else, I'm a multifaceted human being. I have multiple facets, multiple aspects to me. And this is one of the lovely things that I enjoy most about what I do, which is working on my identity and my branding in Google's mind. Let's call it a mind. Uh, I work on Google and Google has trouble understanding these multiple facets. So I'm an author. I'm a digital marketer. I was a cartoon blue dog in a TV series. I was a punk folk musician. I'm a double bass player. All of those things and more. So as with everybody, including yourself, Ajay, I'm absolutely sure you can't say this is me in one word or two words. There are multiple aspects.
0: That is why. That is why I ask you to. Talk about yourself because I was failing in this particular job. I was struggling actually how to put it in just a couple of words and describe what you are, which is a very difficult work. But let's talk about the work, big work that you do. And that is the topic today. How to manage your brand presence on Google. Now, uh, Jason, everybody knows what Google is. There's this word, Google it. Google it and you will get the answer. And Google tries to give the answer. And that's its own struggle, to give the best answer possible to everybody. And that's yeah. it's trying to refine that particular stuff where people have their own views. For you, how would you describe what Google is as of now? And then we'll take.
1: Right, that's a really interesting question because you mentioned answers. I mean, it used to be a search engine, then it became an answer engine where it would try to provide us with the best answer to our question or the best solution to our problem. And now it's increasingly becoming what Dawn Anderson calls uh, an assistive engine. So not only does it answer your question, but it also suggests other things, other information that might be interesting. And you'll see that in People Also Ask. Uh, It will show you a list of related questions. It will show you related videos, it will show you related images, and it's pushing you towards a deeper understanding without ever losing, leaving, sorry, Google. And so that's really, really interesting. It's trying to assist its users in their search for a solution to the problem uh, along a journey, because the solutions we find to problems are often through a, a journey from the initial questions of research to the actual purchase decision or the conversion decision uh, in the case of businesses. And from my perspective, because I'm looking at brand SERPs, serps that's a search engine results page for a brand name or a person's name, is that Google tries to assist us by giving us, the audience, the most useful information about that person or that company when we Google their name. And it's not just saying, I want to go to the website. It's, I want to know more about it. And Google provides that information in The search engine results page. And if it's good, you've got Google's stamp of approval. If it's bad, you've got exactly the opposite.
0: Right, right. Now let's look at how you look at Google itself. You call it a new business card for people. Hmm. And then you also call it that it's a child thirsty for knowledge. Now, How do you assimilate both the things? People think that you go to Google, you search for whatever you need. Hmm. But then how do you know that when others are searching for you or something relevant that is relevant to you, whether your business card or you are coming relevant in that search? And if not, how do you do that? How do you, what do you tell? Especially... From the point of view of small businesses, freelancers, consultants, and obviously a lot of podcasters like me.
1: And myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Google is your business card. When somebody searches your name, your personal name or your company name, however big or small you are, however many people it is, they are by definition the most important people to your business because they're the people who are either doing business with you or want to do business with you. So the idea of what they see when they Google your name, your personal name, your brand name, your company name, your podcast name, the idea that what they see is your Google business card is fundamentally important. And a lot of people say, well, I'll let Google decide what it puts on my Google business card. I say, take control and ensure that Google shows exactly what you want it to show. Your brand message in your words with the images that you want and the videos that you want rather than what Google chooses to show. And then when you talked about Google as a child, the way you do that, the way you design your Google business card is to teach Google like you would a child, which aspects, as we were talking earlier on, which aspects of me are the most important, which aspects of my business are the most important to my audience. And if I can explain that to Google the child, then Google, the child will present what I ask it to present because it wants to present my brand message in my words to my audience. It understands that the subset of its users that are my audience want to know about me in my own words.
0: Right, right, Jason. But you see, this child is a brilliant child and much more brilliant than a father or mother can think of. And if Google is so brilliant, so advanced, and won't learn anything just like, anything from anybody. So how do you educate this child? So like that the... it recognizes its parents. I mean, the business is my business in a, in, a, in that. Matter.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It's a really nice way of putting it because I'm Google's parent. You're Google's parent. We're all Google's parent, which is a lovely way to look at it. Google is a child and we are the parent who is teaching it about ourselves. And so what we as parents do here is say, OK, Google the child. I've got my little child, Google, that I'm educating. And I say, OK, child, that is Google. CaliCube is my company. The Barking Dogs was my music group. Boo Koala was the blue dog and yellow koala cartoon from the noughties. And I explain it to the child. And then I say to the child, now go and check online on other sources that I'm telling the truth. Just like you would tell your child, if you're talking about history, go and ask the history teacher. The history teacher will corroborate. The history teacher is an authoritative source for the child. The child will therefore fully believe what I've told it. So in this case, when I say, for example, uh, my company is CaliCube, I would tell the child, go and look at CaliCube's website. It will confirm it. Then go and look at um, the Crunchbase profile for CaliCube. It will confirm it. Go and look in Wikidata. Then it, it will confirm it as well. Um, And you've just put up the Google, the the Academy for Google. It's actually the CaliCube Academy, which is a set of online courses where we teach exactly how you educate Google to make your Google business card the best it can possibly be for your audience when they Google your brand name. Uh, And it's a wonderful, wonderful course. I mean, I love it. I made it. Uh, but I've got a, a super team at cube behind me, helping me with the slides, the presentation, the, the support for the students. And we can really teach you to take control of Google, the child's education. We educate Google and we have control through the techniques we teach in the academy.
0: Right, right, Jason. We'll come to uh, more of academy. Uh, in terms of, as I said, that if Google is a child, And your existence in terms of business, even as an individual, because you may be known in your neighborhood, but if Google does not recognize you, then even the neighborhood, the way we are moving uh, as as a society, even the neighborhood may not recognize you because everything is so connected to Google. So in terms of businesses and everybody who wants to make their presence felt and not just mere presence, but in terms of a brand presence, either as an individual personal brand or a business brand or any sort of a brand, because brand is what what your legitimate, it will define your legitimacy for Google. And then you will be the actual, you can say legitimate parents for that child who is actually learning about it first. So how do you take those baby steps to teach the child that is the man, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, we're, we're the legitimate parents. We're going to le- legitimate parents with baby steps to teach the child that is Google. Uh, you've really taken this analogy to a new level, which is delightful. Yeah,
0: and just, baby... just as I say, the child is the father of man. So Google is, in that manner, you see. Ooh,
1: brilliant, yeah. And we've got an academy to teach us to teach the child, which is delightful. Um, yeah, no the baby steps are actually very simple is that Google wants to know where your entity lives. Now, an entity is a thing. So it's a person, a company, a place, a podcast. And Google is looking for one page controlled by the person, the company, the podcast, or whatever entity we're talking about, where they explain exactly who they are, what they do, and who their audience is. And from there, When you've explained it on one page that's incredibly clear about who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve, you've taken the first baby step. Google now knows either parent have told it, this is who I am, this is who I work for, Uh, this is my mother, this is my sister, this is my music group, this is my blue dog and yellow koala. And from there, the next baby step is to link out to all the sources that confirm all the pieces of information I've just given out. And these sources need to be relevant in terms of the industry, in terms of the geo region, and they need to be authoritative, i.e. important. And as you rightly said, we want to point it to sources who are brands or authors, people and companies, and not to websites as such. So obviously you need to link out to websites such as Crunchbase. It's an authority in the tech sphere. Music Brains is an authority in the music sphere. IMDB is an authority in the film and TV industries. So you need to point Google to the corroboration in sources it trusts. So if we come back to the child, if I would say to the child, go and check this piece of history information with the baker, the child wouldn't necessarily believe the baker because the baker is not an authority. And if I told the child, go and check the cake baking recipe I just gave you, with the history teacher, the child wouldn't necessarily trust the history teacher because the history teacher knows about history and not about baking. So it needs to be a relevant, trustworthy, authoritative source on the subject in the geo region that we're talking about.
0: Right, Jason. So somebody who wants to, say, uh, manage his or her brand on Google, can they do it by themselves? Can they, you talk about, a knowledge panel for in, in Google, if you can tell about that, or if they come to you, to the brand serve guy, what will the guy do for this man yeah. or woman?
1: Right, yeah, it, it's very much something you can do yourself. Um, absolutely no problem at all. I was looking at brand search management from a new perspective a couple of weeks ago, and it's mostly about quality marketing, content marketing, quality branding on that content you produce, and SEO which is search engine optimization, is basically how you package your content and your branding for Google. And it's in that order of importance. Marketing is the most important. Branding is the second most important. And SEO techniques, only the third most important. So any marketer, any brand manager can do this. Um, If you want to do it yourself and make all the mistakes I've made over the last 10 years, go ahead. I've made all the mistakes, hopefully, so you don't need to make mistakes. And that's what we teach you in the academy. We say, this is what you need to do step by step by step by step. And this is what you should avoid step by step by step by step. And the things that I'm saying to avoid are things either I know don't work or that I've done wrong in the past. So the academy basically will speed up 10 years of work into a year's work. And you can do it yourself by learning in the academy. And if you come to me and say, I'm too lazy to do this myself. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. Those are three different reasons, obviously. Some people just want to sit in the garden having a cup of tea so they're lazy. And some people don't have the resources but work very hard. Come to me and I can actually do this for you. CaddyCube has a team who can do all of this for you. And what we do is we go out, we find your marketing that exists, we find the branding that you've got and we package it for Google for you. And then we suggest what marketing and branding techniques you should be implementing to improve your brand search further. Um, and it's, it's a, an all-in service, and we do that over a full year. Uh, we don't take clients who want to do less than a year, because in less than a year, we cannot have the effect that we need. This child still learns slowly, and a year is still relatively short for teaching this child truly who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve.
0: Right, right. So in terms of Academy, firstly, you know, for general people, because a lot of viewers in India, they do know about Google, but the technicalities, especially, you know, uh, people have been listening to this whole world about SEO, as if without SEO, the world does not yeah. exist. Earlier they used to only think about that without Google, the world does not exist for them. And now a lot of people, and suddenly they, everybody starts telling him that listen, without SEO, The Google will not exist for you because you will be thrown into oblivion or wherever, because Google will not recognize you. And now you are coming out with this word called S.E.R.P. What does it mean? Who? What does exactly people make out of this thing? Will they have to learn this new thing apart from SEO, which they are still trying to figure out, SEO metadata and whatnot? I don't know. I myself not a tech person. So can you tell in simple words, how these things are related, and whether they should be scared of this or they should find it a part of their brand-building exercise?
1: Great question. SEO, search engine optimization, people get obsessed about it. SERP, search engine results page, sounds complicated, but it's actually just what you see when you search on Google. So it's nothing complicated. We all know it. We all understand it. We all, most of us, use it. Um, And I come from the world of SEO. After being a blue dog in a cartoon, I moved into SEO and it was very, very geeky. You had to be a technician. You had to know about metadata. It was very complicated. And what we've done at CaliCube is bring it back to marketing and branding first and using SEO as the support to the marketing and branding work we're doing as businesses anyway. So what we then do is make sure that there is no need for any technical search engine optimization knowledge, no need to be a developer, no need for metadata, no need to make things complicated, great branding, great marketing, and a little bit of SEO. And you're going to be absolutely perfectly well off in terms of getting Google to show a great Google business card for you. Um, And one of the things I'm very pleased about is that we've managed to make it non-geeky. Anybody can do it. And one of the things I did was the two people who run the Academy, one doesn't know anything about digital marketing when she started and now knows quite a lot. And the other is a teacher and not an SEO expert. Faith is a teacher. And so she approaches this from a pedagogical point of view. So the whole Academy team is based on pedagogy and not geekiness. So Katrina and Faith, you you can rely on them to always make this understandable to everybody. And when I get too geeky, they tell me I'm too geeky and it and, and help me to make it simpler for everybody else and that's a really great team
0: Okay Okay, so uh, I will ask you know at the sake of repeating, tell us once more about the academy part so that people can get it registered in their minds if they can, what exactly the academy does, what people can expect to learn there and after that Will uh, can can they be sure that after that Google will start recognizing them better yeah. and forever? Is it forever, or they need to keep on updating their knowledge?
1: Right, uh, that, that's a really nice question. Um, from the perspective of yes, if you take the courses, if, if you take the courses, you will understand how Google thinks, and you will be able to educate it. It's an education that you need to maintain. So after a year, you would keep going. You would keep going. But the Academy is something that we update regularly to make sure we keep up with the changes in the way Google thinks. Um, And so if you're a little bit geeky and you know some SEO, then you can just take the courses on your own in the corner. Video courses, absolutely no problem. If you're a little bit less knowledgeable or you need support, we have a second offer, which is obviously more expensive, whereby we give you uh, regular coaching calls And we hold your hand and work with you on the specific problems you're encountering in your specific case, because obviously these courses on the academy are kind of quite general. So if you've got a very specific problem, if you don't really know SEO, you might get stuck with the application of the SEO to your marketing. So a lot of it, um, if, if if you're knowledgeable about SEO, you won't have any problems. But if you're less knowledgeable about SEO, we can definitely help you with the, handheld version where we walk you through the specific problems that you might have. But once again, I really want to reiterate if you've got a great marketing strategy, if you've got a great branding strategy, you don't need very much SEO at all. And the SEO you do actually need is very simple.
0: Okay. Okay. And how do people connect with you? How uh, can they know more about, not just about your academy, but also about you? if they have uh, any questions to ask or if if they can lay their hands on any free resources.
1: Right. Loads of free resources. That's a really, really lovely question. I'm glad we came to that having talked about the paid for academy for so long. If you visit calicube.com, you will find the nine offers we have and six of the nine offers are free. So you can research this as much as you want. Uh, We share all of the information. I really want to get people to understand. I want to help people. And if you think about it, if there are 2 billion companies who potentially need our services or 2 billion people who need our services, we can't possibly serve them all. So I would rather give this information to the 2 billion people so they can do it themselves. So visit the calicube.com site, go into the FAQ section, look at the case studies, uh, look at the daily brand SERP, uh, we 've got explanations of pretty much everything we offer, and the paid for offers are basically we package it all together for you and make it incredibly easy. But none of this is secret. none of it is something we're keeping to ourselves to to in you know, a kind of uh, what's the word a jealous, envious kind of manner we're sharing, and I want to share because I want people to understand brand serps, I want them to understand Google as a child, and I want them to be able to help themselves be better represented by Google when their audience Googles their brand name or their personal name.
0: Right, right, Jason. And you also have a a podcast, I guess, where you (laughs) share a lot of knowledge.
1: Yeah, I don't share that much knowledge on my own podcast. I invite people who know something I don't and I'm curious to understand. And so I invite them and like you, I ask them questions. They explain it all to me. And hopefully the audience gets something out of it. We've got quite a good audience, so I think they probably do. But certainly the motivation for the podcast myself is if I don't know it, then I haven't created a resource about it. So I need to understand it so mm-hmm. I can then create a resource if it's relevant to brand SERPs and knowledge panels. Um, so, yeah, come, come along and listen to the With Jason Barnard podcast. Uh, I absolutely love it, um, not because it's my podcast, but because I learned so much from hosting it.
0: Right, right, Jason. And what's the best way to connect with you directly? LinkedIn, Twitter, what's the the best?
1: That's the brilliant thing about Brand SERPs. If you Google my name, Jason Barnard, J-A-S-O-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, you get to choose how you interact with me. You will have my site at the top, then the Twitter boxes, then my author boxes with articles on Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, my company if you want to do business with me, LinkedIn just underneath that, and then my podcast, So you get to choose how you interact with me by Googling my brand name and looking at my Google business card.
0: Right. Right, Jason. Uh, I think you have answered all the questions so well. I've also learned a lot of things and I'll certainly go to your website. Now, one last question I wanted to ask. We spend so much of our time in building our brand presence on Google. Personal Hmm. brand, business, small business, and one fine day, the father goes old and he's, he, he wants to rest in peace forever. Father, mother, forever. And especially in terms of personal brand. But Google knows everything about you. You search and there you are all over the place. If somebody works so hard and one fine day he wants to be forgotten, what are the chances, what can he do? I know there are some ways you can write to do, but just in terms of the way that technology is moving, just from that perspective, my last question to you. How, does, how do you see that happening? How can one do that if they want to do it themselves or maybe within their lifetime itself when they know that their days right. are, you know, they would like it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think we need to distinguish between the World Wide Web and Google. The World Wide Web, if you've put things on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Mention, somebody's talked about you in the New York Times, you need to go around each of those sources and ask them to take the information down because all Google is doing is finding this information and reflecting it. So in order to be forgotten on the World Wide Web, you would need to find every single source about you and ask it to be removed. Uh, we have a platform called CaliCube Pro, which will actually do that and find all of the, the, the sources. But I'd never thought about it as a way to try to remove right, myself from the Internet.
0: Around the youngsters, around 40 percent, if I'm correct, uh, I, I don't vouch for the actual numbers, but around 40 of, percent uh, of the youngsters, they were doing their searches on TikTok, on Instagram. And that's why off late or maybe since the last few months, Google has started indexing videos, especially from TikTok and as well as Instagram. So I checked that when, when I read that a, a month back and I could see TikTok videos on Google if you are doing yep. that particular search. Obviously, you I, I cannot see it, those videos in India because TikTok is banned. I have seen some part of Instagram appearing. But you see, if Google knows you, then Google has to forget you. That is the way I look at it. And that's why well, that was the reason for that particular question.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, to be removed from, from Google requires that you remove yourself from the rest of the web. As you say, Google's reflecting TikTok. So it's actually TikTok you need to be removed from. Um, but in terms of Google's understanding of you, um, as I said, the entity home, which is where the entity lives, the person, the, the company online for, in Google's mind, is your only hope of controlling what Google understands about you. So start today. Build your entity home. Make sure that you have one place that you own online that represents you as a person or a company or a podcast because that's your only hope of control.
0: Right, sir. Right. Thank you so much for your time. You. And as as we continue to educate Google about our presence, we also need to upgrade ourselves to also make sure that We can also be forgotten someday, whenever we want to. Till then, the discussion about technology and its impact or influence on us will continue to happen in forums like these and many others. Thank you so much for your time indeed, sir. And we look forward to having you again soon.
1: Thank you, Ajay. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.